Hey, I'm Hayley. And I'm Fiona. And welcome to What the IVF. Well, today we have an episode that you don't want to miss. This one is a an amazing one. Yeah. It's really important. We, I am sitting here just absolutely blown away because we've just wrapped it up. But uh, to give you a bit of a preview before we head into it for you guys, we are chatting to my friend Lisa Rose, who I, yeah, I played footy with her for years at Southern Power in the Shire. And uh, she is a beautiful, beautiful woman who has taken on the journey of starting a family alone. Um, or I should say solo. I solo. feel like alone is not quite... Because she's not alone. She's she not has alone. so many beautiful, supportive people around her. Yeah. And yeah. she's not alone. She's not alone at all. She's got an incredible support network around her, friends and family. And she's just... Uh, she's shared, She's been kind enough to share her story with us. And what a story it is. If you don't cry through it... it I struggled. I definitely choked up a few times just because... It's it's a crying for a good reason. Like I'm just so proud to have a friend like that in my network. Like and, she's an absolute. And I think that this weapon. is one of those episodes that if you know anyone that, that in your friendship network that is considering doing this, maybe let them know to listen to it because I know, hundred oh, percent. I know when I was trying to go through making the, this the decision to if I was to have a baby on my own, listening to something like this would have been really really helpful oh so gosh yeah yeah this I, is one of the ones guys if you want to share 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 this to as many people as you can because I know there are a lot of women out there who are considering like you said we've got friends who are considering going it solo and this episode is worth listening to because Lise will just she changes the way that you look at the whole process and makes you believe that this is, this dream is possible. So yeah. it's a very special episode, and we are pleased to share it with you. Tune in; it's a it's a wonderful listen. Well, today we are joined by the lovely Lisa Rose, a good friend and a footy friend of mine who used to we used to run around on the field playing footy and tackling tackling bitches. <laughs> <laughs> but my lovely friend Lisa, she is joining us as a wonderful uh, mum to be in like three days' time. Thank you so much for joining us, Lisa. Really appreciate it. No dramas. Thanks for having me. No footy tackling right now with the baby bump. I know. I know. I know. Hey, times have changed. Oh my gosh, haven't they? So you're due in like what four, five days or something like that? Yeah. Yep, four days. I'm booked in for a Caesar. So. Oh my oh, god! Wow. Thank you so much. I if you go into labour early, I don't know. Like that would make for a podcast special. Oh my gosh! If you're going to labour <laughs> now, that is amazing. And we're we're gonna I'm run. Sitting, it. I'm sitting on a tower just in case. <laughs> I literally won't want to watch because I'll be like, you'll be like, wait, we need to get there and help her right now. No, you'll be like, oh, my gosh, thank God for her because her pain's going to be over. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, well, so a a bit of info uh, for our listeners. So you are a single mama-to-be. Well, I should say solo mama-to-be. Solo. Solo mama-to-be is probably a better way to put it. Um, Can you tell us a bit about your story and how you came to be now almost four days due to have a bubba. Yeah, sure. Um, so it's something that I have thought about for a long time, playing footy. You know, you're around a lot of people and sometimes we, we used to go out a lot and in big groups, which made it probably less likely to meet my Prince Charming. Um, <laughs> it was somewhat intimidating, I would imagine, a rowdy bunch of, of foot, footy girls. Um, yeah. So I guess we're... I got to in life is that I hadn't met 
my partner, I'm a man of my dreams. And I always knew that I wanted to have children. It was, for me, it was a process of when, you know, you think when you get to 30, you start thinking about it and you get to 32 and you're like, oh, should I? But you're not sure because what if, what if I meet someone and what if my situation changes or you have a, a number of things running through your head, but I finally decided to bite the bullet. Um, it's taken a number of years to get to this point. Um, but yeah, happily pregnant and really excited to meet my little girl. How many, how many years has it, do you mind me asking how old you are now? So from the process yep. of when you started thinking about it to actually starting? Yeah, so I'm 36 now. Yep. I started first inquiring about it probably about four years ago. Right. Um, it takes, you know, because your body, it's all artificial. So the, the medication pretty much takes over your body. So you have to get tested to make sure that it, you can be success, successful. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they check your fallopian tubes are okay. They check your uterus is okay. Um, I had to have a couple of procedures to get things like polyps um, removed from my ovaries, um, which set me back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but then once that was done and then you go through some counselling with the clinics and then you go, righto, I'm either in or I'm waiting. <laughs> it, it took me a couple of months to make that decision. But um, once I decided that I was definitely in, it was all stations from there. Was there a um? Was there a point in time that you said you were thinking about it? You know, waiting maybe if Prince Charming comes along. Was there a point in time where you thought, you know what, I'm just gonna? Was there a turning point, or is it just something that took time to get to that decision? I think it took time, and probably what discouraged me the most was when you talk to family and friends about it. it there's still a little bit of a stigma around it. That um, it's becoming more and more common. But people are like, are you sure? Is it the right time? Why don't you just wait? You might meet someone. Or what happens if you're pregnant and you meet someone? And, you know, so it's so much to think about. And you you know you're making such a big decision, not just for yourself, but for the future of your the child. And you're trying to not be selfish because it's what you really want. Like, I really wanted a child. Then I thought, am I doing it for the right reasons? Like what about the child and how are they going to feel and what support can I give them to make sure they've got everything that they possibly need to have a happy, healthy life? Yeah, I think you're really spot on there. I mean, you mentioned you feel like, you know, you felt like the decision is selfish. I I think at the end of the day, in, and I, I know I feel that giving a child a loving home is the biggest gift you can give any human. So... Yeah, I think it's a it's a beautiful thing to start, and I think a lot of women out there are, have been in that position where you are just thinking, you know, am I doing the right thing? Yeah. Do I do I need to wait? Should I wait? All that kind of thing. But like you know, there's the question, you know, if you wait, at what point do you stop waiting? And exactly, you know, that's right. And trying to work out when, you know, because you're getting a bit older, and and you don't. I personally don't want to just have one child. So I needed to consider the time frame that it would take to have one, recover, do well for that child, and then have a second. Um, and that's something that's important to me because if something was to happen to me years down the track, I would want my child to have support of a sibling as well. Yeah. Um, so you have to, ta- in, in my decision-making process, I had to take that into consideration about my age and 
and at what point would I have to really hit the go button to have the first one or try to have the first one and I think I was a little bit naive in thinking that once I decided that that I would fall pregnant and have a child and it's straight away yeah. I don't yeah. think you're alone yeah. in thinking that I think most women are like yeah, yeah this will be all right <laughs> this <laughs> is process easy. takes some time doesn't it yeah oh yeah, yeah. it takes a bit of takes a bit of time and energy <laughs> and just a few needles along the way gosh oh I know the needles are fun aren't they oh <laughs> I kind of, it took me a long time to get around to just in, injecting fee. I mean, she, uh, she she wanted wanted me to do it, and I've got a phobia of needles, so that was a fun ride. <laughs> I was like, yeah, nothing nothing like pinching your belly together and giving it a bit of a jab. Oh, <laughs> I remember the first one. She's like, so where where do I put it? And I'm like, just shove it in my fat. Here's a big roll. Just go in there. Just oh, get it in. I was like, I don't know if I could do this. I'm like, just do it. Just just shove it in. Oh, and I honestly, I feel like I almost fainted the first time. I I was like, I felt like so spaced. I was like, oh my god, that if I hear that noise where it rings in your ear and you're like, I'm gone. I was like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. So, <laughs> oh yeah, it's a, it was a interesting, interesting, fun. The fun things that you have of going through IVF. Um, yeah. Your friends and family, how did they, how did they go with with everything in the decision process? Did you have support in in helping you make this decision? People in my really close circle that I really relied on um, and that I have been friends with since going through school, uh, they're the people that I confided in in the first instance and that I really took their feedback on board the most. They were really supportive. They did ask the same questions that everybody else asks, you know, what would you do in this instance or have you considered X, Y and Z? Um, And they were actually really supportive and they were trying to give me an objective perspective, um, which was helpful because it made me consider things that I hadn't thought of. Um, when I started talking about it a little bit more openly with a greater circle of people, um, my family, they were a little bit shocked. They're quite traditional in in their thinking. Um, they believe, you know, man, woman, meet, have children. Then that generation continues, man, woman, meet have grandchildren yeah yeah so I, I don't think I could say that my parents were particularly on board with the process they really didn't understand their their biggest question was but why why don't you just wait like and if it's not meant to be it's not meant to be yeah. I don't understand why you would want to do this you know you're messing with nature things like that so how did how did you respond to things like that like I, I don't even know what I would say in the first instance, you know, I got a little bit upset and I was quite angry about it. And I think that anger is what really made me go, I'm fighting for this, so I know it's what I really want. Um, There's a number of conversations where I tried to explain to them my perspective and they were very lucky. They met in high school. They've been together since they were 16. They've had a great life and they've created a great family. Um but they, my life just didn't turn out that way. Yeah. And it wasn't, that to me doesn't mean that I don't want the same things from life that they wanted though. Uh, trying to get them to understand that has been somewhat of a challenge. Mm. Um, so I didn't actually tell them that I was going through the process. Um, in this round, I've had to have a couple of different um, processes because I didn't fall pregnant straight away. I spoke to them about the donor and I thought by in on my first time, getting them involved and part of it, surely they would get excited. Um, but they're the kind of people that 
oh, don't pick that one. He's got a big nose or don't, you don't want that. He's tall. Nah, nah, nah. And then I just found it really against everything that I wanted in the process. So I, I just stopped consulting them and yeah. made my own decisions and then told them when I was pregnant yeah. um, with this baby. So they were somewhat surprised. They, it took them a, a period of time, probably still not quite there with the understanding and acceptance of it. My mum has come a long way the last couple of months as my belly has grown. My dad is still not sure about it, but overall to me, what I, what I really wanted and what I feel I could give this child outweighed the approval and acceptance of my parents and what their old school mentality was. So yeah. here we are now and they're going to get a grandchild whether they like it or not. <laughs> well, I, I actually had a similar – before I met Hayley, I actually had made the decision to – to go it alone and had started making inquiries and I actually sat down on a Skype session with my parents to... Because they're in to, Country Vic. They're in Country Vic and to explain to them mm-hmm. and and when I told, I told them... Dad, and they're, they're same thing, met when they were 17, had, you know, did everything traditionally and, and you know, that's their values and so, you know, they, for them that was really difficult and when I announced it to Dad, he literally just was like, oh got up and like walked off screen <laughs> so it didn't it didn't really go down very well at all so and it, and it was at that point that I was like I think this is something that I'm just my sisters on the other hand were amazing and really supportive yeah. but I was like okay this is just something that I'm just gonna have to not include them in and or at least yeah. ease them along oh, the way. Ease, yeah, it's not, yeah, they're just probably not going to be there holding my hand every step of the way, so. Yeah, and I think that's the important thing is about picking your circle of influence. Yeah. So once you decide to go down that path, it's about making sure that you've got, you know, people are still important to you. Your family's never going to not be your family. Yeah. But the people that you choose to have close to you whilst you're going through that process are the ones that are on board and are supportive um, and genuinely care for your best interest exactly. in modern day thinking. Do you have brothers and sisters? I do. Um, my parents actually adopted me when I was 15. So, Really? I, oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't know so, that. Yeah. So my bio, as a child growing up with my biological family, um, I had two, two brothers and two sisters, um, but we were in and out of foster care and different sorts of care arrangements. And throughout the period of my early life, um, we were – with different sets of siblings. We were, I might've been with one or two of those siblings. Um, so things changed a fair bit for me. Um, once my parents took me on in the first instance as um, respite care, they also had their own biological son. Um, and through my time with them, they had a, an additional son, um, which to me, like I'm really close with. Um, and I wouldn't consider them anything other than, you know, my yeah. brothers. Yeah. Mm. So in some ways my parents can be really forward thinking and they have got really great hearts, like they genuinely want to help. But in some ways they're just, they want to help, but it not that it's conditional, but their acceptance is a little bit more mm, not so mainstream maybe. Yeah. 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 Did um 
I mean, you just listening to your upbringing, did that play a part in your decision to give a child a stable sort of, you know, loving home? Yeah, absolutely. I think that was one of my biggest motivators. So for me growing up, I knew exactly, well, as an adult, I know exactly what I don't want a child to live through. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, the most important things are not about having a mother and a father. It's about having somebody that can care for that child and love them and give them shelter, protection, provide for them and give them the very best opportunity for life. So the things that perhaps other people think are most important are different to me. So I know that I'll love my baby. I know that I'll put a roof over her head and I'll forever support her and she will always be number one to me. So, and growing up, I never had that. So that's what I, that's what drives me. And I know that I'll be able to give her that. So while she might not, might not have a father, she'll have me and I'll always be her biggest fan. And that is enough and that is all any child ever needs is exactly what you've just said. Yeah. I love, love, yeah. love, love, love yeah. overcomes everything I think. You know, you think. Yeah. And being cared for and looked after and, yeah. It's just, uh, it's just such a, a beautiful approach and I think hearing it, it just, it, it also makes me feel like more accepted as well because, you know, actually was talking to someone the other day, you know, and I said, oh, yeah, my partner's pregnant, we're in a same-sex relationship, blah, blah, blah. And they were like, you know what, people who sort of looking in like, you know, oh, who's the dad, all that kind of stuff, they... Yeah, child needs a father. We hear hear that a lot. We get that a lot. (laughs) And it's they're like, you look at all the heterosexual couples who have split, remarried, split, remarried, and you're like... Yeah. What about those kids? You know, did you ever think about them? Like, you know, you're going to be together, you know, loving relationship or, you know, you yourself, you're, you're a loving mom. You're going to give this child everything that outweighs any stereotypical, you know, the norm that people seem to, yeah. to look at and think of. So, yeah, I, I'm, I just think, you know, listening to this story, well, it's, so, you know, there's a lot of women out there who are going, undertaking it, going, going solo and I'm like good for you you're going to give a child yeah a loving home and that is all that bloody matters yeah totally agree taking it back to what you mentioned um earlier about you know people saying that you know what if what if you meet someone and you know what if you you fall pregnant and then you meet someone like that's obviously something I've got I've got some friends who are thinking about going it alone and obviously when I was thinking about going it alone it's something that plays on your mind but I think that you can like I I think and I think it proves like I met Haley when I was kind of making inquiries and things like that like it doesn't actually matter where what part of the journey you're on you know you could walk out your front door and bump into someone who's going to be your lifelong partner and you might be you know it might happen today when you're ready to pop like putting the decision to actually just drive ahead with this the the plan that you had this this beautiful you know idea and plan that you had to have a baby I think is just so important overrides like waiting for that person it's actually more taking control of your own life and being like this is this is my path and if someone wants to join me on that path any point along the way brilliant but I'm not going to miss out on this opportunity yeah I absolutely you I believe that you can either sit back and let life happen for you um, or you can go out and really get what you want. And if I hadn't done that, not just with the baby, but in general, I would not be where I am today. 
Yeah. So go and get what you want because you only have one shot at it. 100%. Yeah, exactly. As far as we know, yeah, we only get, you know, one shot at this and why wait for princess or prince charming to come along and, yeah. and turn up at your doorstep it just doesn't always happen and that's mm. not to say it won't you know who knows what what tomorrow brings but right now well we know what four days is bringing it's gonna be <laughs> <laughs> she's coming she's Yay. coming it's so exciting I, oh i just i'm so excited for you i actually when i saw your post on facebook about um that you were pregnant i was like oh my god i'm so excited for you like you are just even having played footy with you i just think you're gonna be the most amazing mom you were always so. You were always looked after us on the field. You're like, Are you okay? Like, yes, I bet I'm she like- looked after you off field as well when you went out. Probably. <laughs> no, I, I wasn't a party animal. I don't know what you're talking uh, about. <laughs> I can't imagine ever being in the pub with a few drinks, needing no. to look after each other. <laughs> uh, this, you know, us Southern Power Girls, we know how to. We know how to have a good time. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. What do you do? You reckon yeah. the little one will be a little AFL player? Do you think? Absolutely. I know even just through my pregnancy when I would be watching the footy, she I'd have it up really loud and she would be moving. It's oh, like that's I, so I cool. Know. She she loves the footy already, I think. And she's oh. um Huggies has already got her her first little Sharon, so she's oh my god, she's I bound to be drafted at some point. <laughs> oh my god! For anyone who doesn't know who Huggies is, she's our skipper, who our captain of the footy team. Her name's her nickname's Huggies. Oh, I was like, wait, did you get a nappy sponsorship? Or something? <laughs> <laughs> her nickname's Huggies. No, know, she's whenever, our captain. <laughs> she's our captain. She's a legend. That's so cute, little Sharon. Oh, it's gonna be amazing. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited for you, Hunt. Now, just uh, going, sort of taking it back as well to the the process of how you chose the donor. If you don't mind going into yeah. that, so how how yeah, was sure. that how was that process for you? Um, it was actually quite uh, funny in some way because it's kind of like online dating. Um, you <laughs> did you put, did they you give you a website? Did you go with Australian donors or overseas donors or what? No, I so the clinic that I went through, so they have a, a small selection of Australian donors mm-hmm. um, and a, a much greater selection of overseas donors, um, US-based. I decided to go with the US-based ones, um, just thinking about the life of my child and hopefully reducing the risk of her bumping into somebody else yeah. that has that could somehow be related. Sure. Yeah. Um, but you get like there's like an online portal you go through all your counselling sessions and they recommend that you choose someone with similar features to you so that the child can identify with you. Um, So in the first instance, I think I was looking at things, I had instant access to their photos um, and I, I I got to so many, it was a little bit overwhelming. So I went, my, my second and third go, I went back and I actually took photos off and I just based it on similar features to me. So somebody with fair skin or, or light coloured eyes and features. And then I decided based on genetics. Once I'd shortlisted from that, um, I was left with five. And from there, I shortlisted again to three, um, got their photos and then put them into the clinic and said, whichever of these three basically is available um, and we'll go from there. So, yeah. That, that's amazing. It's because yeah. uh, we don't really know too much about the the US system, mm. but uh, we've got friends or we've spoken to people who have because there's such a 
a wider range of access to donors over there. Um, we've had a lot, yeah. a lot of friends or, um, you know, people that we've spoken to go through the overseas route and also, you know, similar reasons so that you don't bump into a, a sibling or fall in love with a sibling kind of thing. I mean, I know it's pretty yeah. hard to do if, if you're in Australia because they limit the number of don- uh, donations yeah. per per round for the, the donors. But um, but that's that's so exciting. And, and what... Um, what features were most important to you? Like, was it their personality or things like that? Or do they do they give those sort of details for the US donors? Yeah, they do. They give you everything. For me, it was mostly about the health um, and genetics because I don't know a lot about my own. Yeah. Um, so I thought it was important to offer that to my children or potential children. Um, so I have a full genetic breakdown of, of the donor yeah. and his maternal, paternal side. Um, yeah. So what health conditions she could possibly be exposed to. Um, but, yeah, they give you all of that. You get you can purchase the pack so you've got photos of them when they're children and then into their early teens. Um, and I also chose a full disclosure donor. So when my baby turns 18, um, she'll be connected with the donor. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, wow. And they can, they can make contact at that point if they wish. So I think that's important for her or him if I was to have a boy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I just think, you know, when the kid turns 18, we're going to have a really good party and go to the US. And <laughs> if they want to find the donor and meet up with them, then, that you know, that's great. I think that would be, you know, I don't have any issues at all with that. Yeah, um, we, we were of that same belief, like at 18, for sure. Go for it. Meet meet your, bio, yeah. you know, meet the person that's given you this gift of life. Like yeah. I feel like yeah. it's, you know, in I mean, this is in my opinion, and people might be different, but I feel like it would be wrong to hold, hold that back from the child you know yeah. that that donor has done the most incredible thing by allowing you to start a family so yeah you know the least you could do at least for the child is to to allow them to meet you know the person that helped make all these dreams come true yeah yeah it's same and I think I think it's really important in the identity of the child is to not have it hidden like you you want them to be proud of who they are and where they've come from and not to me nothing is a secret like I'm not ashamed of anything that I've done and I don't want any my daughter to be ashamed of where she's come from so it's something that we'll speak about from the day she's born um I would tell her I've got little stories to read to her and you know she'll grow up being proud of you know someone has given her the gift of life and and you know I think that's just a testament to mankind in some way that people can give that ultimate gift yeah. Where do you get your strength from? Like I, I'm just like <laughs> blown away. I'm just to, to know that, you know, he listening to your story and to see that you you know, you were you went through foster care, you then were obviously accepted by a beautiful loving home and then you've made this big life decision yourself. Like where do you find your strength to just I, I guess take on this this beautiful journey? I don't know. I'm not, I couldn't, I don't know if I could tell you, but I think it's just something that I've always, an instinct that I've always had and something that I've always known that whatever I want for my life, I have to go and get it and I'll do whatever it takes to do that. Like like I said, you get one shot at life. So make it happen. Get what you go, get what you want, work hard for it and, you know, be happy with what you have. I just love, I love that, that outlook on life. It's amazing. It is. So incredible. Oh, it's not. It's not like this all the time. Trust no. me. Sometimes I'm in tears. 
but yeah. But no, majority of the time, it's a really, it's yeah. such a positive way to, you know, tackle this thing that we call life. It's amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. If you are, if you had some advice for women out there who are thinking of doing, you know, going the, the solo route, what, what would your biggest piece of advice be? Um, for me, I wish that I probably had have done it a little bit earlier. I, I contemplated it and I took on board things that other people had said maybe a little bit too much where I should have listened to my to my heart and to my to my gut earlier um but saying that everything happens in time but do what makes you happy if this is what you want go and do it and the rest of the world will follow everybody else is now after I've posted it um on Facebook that I was pregnant and I've gone down that path I can't tell you how many people have come to me to ask about the process and the procedure and and they haven't done it because they're scared and they're worried about what people will think or if they can do it on their own. But if you can love a child and you can give them a home, that's the, the best thing that they can get. And as a child myself, that's the only thing I ever wanted. So if you can give that to a child, go do it. Yeah, yeah. I love that. That's amazing. And I think it's going to – I think this whole episode is going to change a lot of this people's lives. Is, yeah, I, I really – It's changing is... mine as we – that's why I keep choking up because I'm like, oh, my God. It's just so – I'm just so beautiful. I'm, like, so proud of you. Like, I just – you know, I feel like, you know, since knowing you through the footy team and, you know, there's so much about you that I have never really known and knowing all this stuff now I just think far out, like – we need to bloody hang out more. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody that makes decisions like this is amazing. Like you guys yourselves, like good on you. Like you've decided to do it and it's awesome. And I think there's so many little children that are going to run around with diverse backgrounds and it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Well, we can have baby baby play dates. Yeah. <laughs> We're not far behind We're you. We're not far behind you. I mean, I know. she complains like she's full term though. <laughs> excuse me you feel like it you feel like you're full term the whole way through until you get to full term and you go oh man when I was 20 weeks it wasn't that bad remember that the beautiful thing is she just keeps forgetting that she's going to be going through this too so everything she gives me she gets right back when it's her turn no I feel like you're going to dish it out pretty hard oh indeed dear get ready in four four, I can't believe what what are we now we're Friday yet giving birth on Tuesday is that right yeah oh my gosh this is insane who are who have you have you picked someone to be there in the delivery room with you yeah I have two options COVID has made the whole process a little bit more challenging and different to what I had ever imagined but um and I was never sure if I was going to make it to cesarean date or if she was going to surprise me earlier um if I go earlier I have my best friend on standby so she's ready to go she's also pregnant oh um, so she's only six weeks behind me so oh my god she'll if she's pregnant. in there she'll be like shit um and if if we get to seize a date then my brother will be with me and he will cut the cord and I think that will really start a really great connection for oh, the baby and him moving forward oh that's so beautiful don't Lachlan my brother will want to do this now you realize he'll listen to this and go I want to cut the cord I'll be like no Lachlan Lachlan is he'll not in the delivery room I'm sorry (laughs) sorry Spatch you are not in that room I I mean Hayley may not end up with any hands left after the whole process so someone may need to cut it for her her hands are probably gonna be broken but 
<laughs> yeah, I feel like it's going to be a wild ride in there. Oh, God. You'll love it. You'll get like, the more the, the further and further you get into your pregnancy, the more and more you get to know your little baby and their yeah. routines and their habits and yeah, it's uncomfortable and stuff, but you just you're so grateful and you're like, oh, hey, little one. Like you can yeah. I you felt, talk to them and they start moving. It's oh, so it's I just, felt kicking okay. like from the outside for the first time yesterday and I was just like, oh, my gosh. She, like, she messaged me. She's like, I may or may not have just burst into tears. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> it's so real now. Like I can it's feel It's so amazing. It. Yeah. It's such an incredible – yeah, I mean, even even when you text me saying that you'd felt a kick, it's, it's so weird because like this whole – I guess because for – you know, for us and for people going through IVF, it takes such, you know, a process to to get there. So then to feel that it's real, like, because every week you're like, oh, just like, you know, hope everything's okay, all this kind of yeah. stuff. And then when yeah. you feel like a kick, you're like, holy crap. Yeah. Like, Because it's like yeah. still, still before every scan, I get really nervous that, you know, you pray that everything's okay, but there's still that you're just not sure what's going to happen. Yeah. And yeah, to just feel a little little kick. It's just, yeah. It's, little definitely, kicks. He does not behave, though, for the scans. Like, she's got to go back next week because that he would not move and flip onto oh, his. Same. Oh, same. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. I'm terrified. Oh, I missed you behave. Do you, know, do you know what my um, – I went and saw a pelvic floor specialist. She said that if you take some – like a drink bottle with some ice blocks in it, apparently if you suck on ice, it can shock them uh, into moving. Yeah, okay. Which is really yeah. – I was like, I I'm doing that. It's a bit late that. for Lisa now. Yeah. She's <laughs> Sorry, bit slow. To- <laughs> I started having um, a juice fifteen minutes before my scans. Oh, to give it sugar. Like, sugar, like- yeah. That's, That's a, a good, good idea. idea. Yeah, because yeah. uh, our little dude, uh, we were in there, and for I like was three honestly- hours, and they like go for a walk, go eat something. And he just <laughs> was in this tiny little ball in the corner, just Would not, not moving. Move. And I was like, if this is a sign of what's to come, he oh. likes to sleep. What can I say? I know. Yeah, I know. And when they're that little, they can. It's like they're asleep for like three seconds, and then they're awake again. Yeah. And so- yeah, and it, I was like, the sonographers are amazing. I was like, how can you guys even tell that? Yeah, yeah. it's so it's pretty crazy. And the fact that, um, you know, I was talking to my nan yesterday and she was saying, because I was saying, oh, we got the 4D picture and I sent it to her. Okay. She was like, that is incredible. They didn't have ultrasounds when she was pregnant. So she said when she was pregnant with my now auntie, they at when they um because they, they used to just get a stethoscope and and listen for the heartbeat and she went in for a yep. checkup they couldn't find a heartbeat they said oh your baby's not there anymore <gasps> so she was walking around thinking I've and they, they were like oh she was like okay well, what do I do and they're like well you just have to give birth to it in you know <gasps> this is this is going back like nine she was nineteen forty or something like that and she's like thank God like they didn't actually go through and do try and interrupt and you know the procedure because Annie Nat was born like she was <gasps> That's oh my gosh she, it's just because they had like all they had with it was a stethoscope the little oh thing my god and so that they're like oh we can't hear a heartbeat it's not there and she was like. Like, oh my gosh, she would go be through. so devastated. Oh my god, I know. And I was like, we are so lucky that we, we literally get 4D I pictures <laughs> of our children now, and yeah, it's just like I was like, imagine walking around going, oh my god. And she was like, it was like that's so traumatic, traumatic. Oh, you'd be beside yourself. Oh, just like I don't even know how. And she was like, but then obviously, like you know, Annie Nat just kept growing and growing, and, she, and they. Put the stethoscope. Oh yeah, she's there. Like, oh, like, what I'm a roller coaster! I'm like, <laughs> what? Are you kidding me? Like, this is just insane. Like, we're uh, so lucky to be in the day and age that we are now. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. pretty wild. The 
so many like stories I guess like that there would be some pretty terrifying ones but that yeah. yesterday I nearly like crashed my car when I was on the phone to her I was like what <laughs> what do you yeah. mean like they couldn't they just said oh no sorry it's not there anymore like that's just so full on so full on anyway so crazy so crazy. crazy how things have changed so crazy I'm like how lucky are we to be able to do this now? Exactly. Modern I, medicine. Thank I know. Hopefully yeah. science. So, yeah, I just, yeah, it's so true. Like every day I'm like, we are so lucky to be in a position where we, like Fiona and I can start a family, that you can start a family, like, and give children a yeah. loving home. Like it is, it's just so, I'm so, yeah. you know, I'm, I've mentioned it before in our previous podcast. I'm massive on practicing gratitude and I think gratitude, you know, I just think every day I'm grateful to be, you know, in this position to be able to start a loving family and, you know, likewise yeah. for you, I'm so grateful, you know, that we can, you know, that science is the way it is now so that beautiful people like yourself can yeah. have a little bundle of joy in a, in a few days' time, which I'm so oh, no. excited. I can't so wait. Exciting. I'm so excited. Oh, I can't wait. We will definitely be staying tuned in for that oh. one. Yeah, I'll be keeping a keen eye out for the, the picture upload of the little yeah. darling. Have you got a few names in mind yet? I do. I haven't. I haven't been able to choose. So I've got a list of about ten. Ten. <laughs> um, and once she's born, I figure I just go. Okay, cool. This is whatever. Yeah, her name. I think say that when you you need to like match the name with when you see them. I think. Like, yeah. Can't, everyone's yeah. like, do you have a name picked? It's like. We need to wait. We've got a couple, yeah, in the bank. But yeah, you when, think of them. But you then can you look f- at them and go, oh, you are such a little so-and-so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Totally, <laughs> totally true. It's been so, so wonderful chatting with you, Lise. Like it's I, – I just sit here and I think, you know, you're incredible. That I think women are incredible. But to have you in one of my friendship circles and know that you just – you've gone through this and you're going through this and you're just – the strength and the – the, I guess the resilience to push through despite all the, you know, the feedback and things along the way that you got from, you know, I guess that, like you said, the typical responses and stuff and you just pushed through and said, no, I'm doing this. I'm like, I couldn't be prouder of you. I think you're, you're an inspiration to us. You're an inspiration to a lot of women out there. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I'm just, I feel like I'm just living life and just grateful to be, you know, able to do it. Yeah, and I'm sure I'm sure our listeners will be so appreciative of you sharing oh, your story. Yeah. I mean, this we are. Well, it's amazing. If they're thinking about it, go and find out more about it. Make sure make sure it's what you want to do, and just go and do it. Yeah. When yeah. you've got all the info, make your decision and go for it. Don't oh. let anything hold you back. Well, we wish you the best of luck yeah. in the next Thank few you. days. Good luck. I'll be I'm thinking, so excited. Oh, I'm so excited for you. I can't. I'm just. I'll be thinking of you over the course of the next few days. And oh man, I love that you're sitting on a tower right now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just in case, because you never know. You never know. I, I had to push my steering wheel back in because my belly was almost touching it. Oh my god! But, all these things. Yeah. We're doing that already, aren't we, Hunt? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, thanks so much. Right, please. We really appreciate you coming and, and like I can't believe you're still at work. So you're le- like just the fact that you're still at work and you're about to give birth is a you're just an absolute weapon, really. Like <laughs> one foot in front of the other. I'm sure <laughs> nature would t- when if I have to stop earlier, nature will take its course and let me know I've got to stop. Uh, yeah, exactly right. Thanks so much for joining us Thanks today, Chi. I really appreciate. No it. worries, guys. Thanks for having me. My gosh, that was amazing she is I just I the, her outlook on life her is just inspirational she should, write a book. she should write a book she should she needs to write a book like she's someone that people need to hear more of like I don't yep. even know where to I, I kept choking up in that because 
you know, like, I, and it, it's not because I'm, I don't know what, why I just kept getting emotional because I'm just so well, proud so of many, her. So many aspects of her, her story I can relate to on different levels of my own life. And I feel like a lot of people out there will be able to relate to different points in her story. And it just makes you think, wow, like, you know, if you do put your mind to en- to something, anything is possible. Absolutely. You know, it's all about mindset. And, and, and as she said, you know, as far as we know, we only get one shot at this life. And make in, the most of make it. Make the most of it. Do you? Do whatever you want. There are always going to be opinions out there and you just have to push through that. It's hard. It's totally and – it, and it is hard. Like, it, you know, coming out as gay is hard. You know, when, when I was 18 was hard. You know, going through, uh, you know, all this – you know, as a same-sex couple, that can be hard and you're going to get opinions and you're going to get people giving you, you know, their thoughts on the process of what you're doing and, you know, all that sort of stuff. But at the end of the day, yeah. you are creating a loving family yeah. and that is what matters. I mean, I had people, you know, telling me that I was rushing into things with you. Oh, yeah. 100%. And I'm like, when you know, you know. Yeah, well, that's it. And, <laughs> and on that note, we're happy to announce that this is our anniversary. I know. Here we are recording our <laughs> recording the podcast on our anniversary. We are, we are actually heading away straight we are, after we are. when we wrap up. We're we getting just, out of Sydney. We don't just celebrate by recording a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we are. I'm sure there'll be some romance in there somewhere, oh, dear. Yeah, I'm look, still waiting for the big present. Oh, well, the big <laughs> present. I'm waiting for the big present too. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, I love you, dear. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary, baby. I love you. Oh, I love you, love you. Oh, here we are being all mushy for our listeners. But we hope you really enjoyed this this episode. I think it's been a really good start to our anniversary weekend. Yeah. And what a way to and kick like off we the... mentioned earlier, if you're ever gonna share one, this is probably one of the good ones to share. Yeah. Because there are I mean, so we, many. We women put out, out a lot of good podcasts, but <laughs> this is we do. Um, but this is one of those ones that I like I know would have helped me a lot, and I think there's a lot of women out there that it would be beneficial for so share it share it share it amongst your friends because you know your friends you might know someone that you wouldn't even expect is thinking about this kind of thing and you know they they might be and they'll appreciate you sharing it so get it out there and share it amongst your friends and family we've got to change that stigma around the the whole you know the topic of people starting families solo Solo. because at the end of the day i think a loving family is a loving family no matter what the parents look like, no matter solo, no matter in two people, three people, I don't care. As long as you've got a loving family, that's all that matters. So so thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of What the IVF. We hope you have a wonderful week. If you are enjoying this podcast, please like, rate, review, subscribe, all the rest of that wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to follow us. We've got an Instagram page. It's at What the IVF Podcast. And leave a little note for us underneath the episode we or whatever you like. We love from hearing you. from you guys and we do our best to get back to you as, as much as we can. So thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of What the IVF. IVF. Thanks, guys.